Hey Mom, Do You Have 20 Minutes? Written by Joyce Pinero, read by Emily Sue Allen. Hey Mom, Do You Have 20 Minutes? My 22-year-old asks. I have a break at work and called to see if you ever taught 1984 by Orwell. Do you think the colors in the book are symbolic? I'm not sure. I haven't read the book for years. You should read it again so we can discuss it. I never read it in school and feel like it's an important work of literature I should have in my repertoire. Although 1984 is not on my must-read list, I download it on Kindle because I love the idea of a book club with my adult son. I look forward to his calls both for the intellectual challenge and because I enjoy hearing his voice. Hey mom, do you have 20 minutes? I really want you to read Atlas Shrugged with me. When he got married, I assumed that our 20-minute sessions would come to a close. But they didn't, and I was afraid his new wife would take offense to him calling me on his break, so I asked her. Are you kidding? she replied. You are saving me from having to read over a thousand pages of Anne Rand's economic philosophy. Believe me, I have heard hours of it secondhand, and I don't need an extra 20 minutes. But I did. The 20 minutes were mine. I have to admit that I read the cliff notes and faked it. He knew, but still called. Books aren't the only thing we discuss on his 20-minute breaks. Hey, Mom, do you have 20 minutes? Did you watch the presidential debate last night? I knew he'd call, so I'm prepared. I watched and took notes. Hey, Mom, do you have 20 minutes? I think the pastor took this verse out of context in the sermon yesterday, and I want to discuss it with you. Oh, goody. These are my favorites. Hey, Mom, do you have 20 minutes? I think I came up with a really good set for my stand-up comedy, and I need to see if the humor is too intelligent for the average person. Is he trying it out on me because I'm his mom and I give honest feedback, or because I'm of average intelligence? I don't really care. I'm going to laugh for 20 minutes as I Google his vocabulary words without him knowing it. Hey mom, do you have 20 minutes? I'm developing a D&D campaign and could really use your help. I listen intently as he describes the secret passageway of a tomb that can only be opened by answering a riddle. Mom, are you still there? How is the secret door opened? Oh, oh. I know this. I know this. I really do know the answer because I knew he'd ask. He's been testing me to see if I'm listening for as long as I can remember. Being gifted makes him obsessed with learning. Being ADHD makes him obsessively talk about what he's learning. Being observant makes him realize I'm not really listening to what he's obsessing over. When he was in preschool, he'd follow behind me as I did dishes. Did you know sea turtles only poop every three days? Did you know that slugs have noses? Did you know elephants are the only animals that can't jump? Did you know that koalas? In early elementary, it was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yugi saved Hirodo Honda from Yushio, who was the biggest bully. I didn't watch the show, play the game, or know who any of these characters were. Truth be told, I really didn't care. So I half listened. That's nice. How interesting. The other half of my brain was trying to figure out if I'd accidentally scheduled a dentist on the first day of baseball practice. Mom! Mom! You aren't really listening. What was the name of the bully? He caught me. I had no idea. He retold me about Yushio and how he bullied Hirodo Honda. He graciously allowed me to retake the test, and I'm happy to say I scored a C-plus on the Yu-Gi-Oh characters. At the wise old age of seven, my son began training me to listen. His obsessions may have changed over the years, but his desire to connect with me hasn't. I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to continue building our relationship one 20-minute brick at a time. My ability to listen didn't develop in six easy steps to active listening, but rather in 14 years of my son's ongoing question, what did I just tell you? 
I have no doubt our coffee break conversations happened because my son taught me that listening wasn't about the subject being discussed, but rather about loving the person who was speaking. Hey mom, do you have 20 minutes? I need you to watch the second to the last episode of BoJack Horseman. It's about existentialism, and I'll call you on my drive home to discuss it. I know you don't watch the show, so let me catch you up on what happens before this episode. I better wrap up this essay because I have a deadline to meet. I need to watch Season 6, Episode 15, The View from Halfway Down, so I can talk about the meaning of life with my son when he calls. Thank you so much, Joyce. That was just a delightful essay. I really, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, How did that conversation go, by the way? (laughs) The conversation about existentialism? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think I had to watch the episode like three times to get it. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> I look up existentialism in um, Wikipedia. <laughs> but it was a nice conversation about the meaning of life and how we need to do something with purpose and not just live so that, um, you know, it just all ends in the end and nothing matters. <laughs> That's amazing. He sounds he sounds like a delightful human, although I imagine probably a, an exhausting elementary schooler. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> I keep on um, sending Facebook memories to his wife saying, hey, this is what your, your husband was like, you know, 10 years ago. That's what you have to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fun. I love that you have that kind of relationship with her. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, you take this one. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's great. I love I love my um, my daughter-in-laws and son-in-laws, just like my kids. Good. Very good. Um, Well, in the series, we've been asking um, some questions after the essay um, just to get to know you a little bit. And I was wondering, are you up for that? Okay. Um, What are you reading right now? I am reading The Disruptive Witness, Speaking Truth to a Distracted Age by Alan Noble. And actually, my oldest son, not the one I talked about in the essay, but my oldest son recommended this one for me. And it's been really good about communicating in like an age where we're all obsessed with our phones and computer and we mm-hmm. don't take any downtime yeah. and how to communicate to that in that society, the gospel of Christ. Fascinating. I will have to write that down. I, th- I feel myself, I always ask this question. I have some options for questions I can ask, but like, I really, I read a lot. And so I really enjoy asking the question. I think in every interview I've done, I'm like, I need to write that down. <laughs> so, But that'll be, yeah, that sounds really fascinating. Um, if you could talk to your pre-kid self, what would you tell her? I would tell her to focus on what was most important in life and let little things go. So for me, that is um, my relationship with the Lord and teaching my kids that as well as loving other people and not worrying so much about their grades and like how well they hit the baseball and um, that type of stuff. So I just let a lot go Mm. and focus on what's really important. That's very cool. Um, 
in what ways have you grown or changed as your kids have grown? (laughs) My family has changed very dramatically. And I have changed with my family. Tell me about it. I was a very young mom with my first one. I was 20. Um, And then we had a second one um, three years later. And then seven years later, we had our third one, which is the one I talked about in this essay. And so we raised three kids and then we became foster parents and we adopted a 16 year old and then we adopted a medical need baby. So um, all of our, we have four grown kids now and we just have our little one at home. So now I'm an old mom. Yeah. <laughs> my youngest one. I am a grandmother and, you know, in fact, my grandkids are only a year younger than my daughter. So I feel like I'm much more relaxed. Mm. Um, I don't worry about, I don't stress about the things that I stressed about with my older kids and always worrying about the future and stuff like that. I enjoy the moments more. Um, mm-hmm. I also know that I've changed in, um, I have, I don't worry so much about what other people think about the way I parent. When I was young, I was always concerned that people were looking at me and thinking I was a good parent or doing this right or doing that right. And then like, if we'd be at the park and I'd let my kids splash in the mud puddle and the other parent wouldn't, I'd be like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't have let my kids splash in the mud puddle, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was bad with them. And now I just parent, oh, well. That's my uh-huh. choice. Yeah. I What's wonder that? if, yeah, I wonder if some of that's just a function of like parenting in your 20s versus in your 40s. I think some of it is, yeah. And some of it is just different kids. Yeah. 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 How old's your littlest? My littlest is nine. Oh, fun. That's, that's how old my oldest is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's so interesting to me that like the sort of having a second, like a second round of kids. Like exactly. you did it already and you're doing it again. And I imagine that that would have some distinct advantages and probably also some exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Sometimes I just want to be a grandma. Well, I, mm-hmm. I said this to one of my daughters and it's funny because I said, um, sometimes, you know, it's hard to be both mom and grandma at the same time when the kids are together. And my older daughter, who's in her 20s, said, don't fool yourself, mom. You act like a grandma to Kimmy all the time. The youngest one, man. Yeah. My, my little brother was a ways behind the rest of us. And we, we laugh a lot about the different parents that he had. Very different parents. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you for sharing your essay. I so enjoy hearing about your relationship with your grown son. It gives me a lot of hope for my relationship with my children who are nowhere near grown, although I'm sure I'll like fall asleep one night and wake up and they're all like married and stuff, kind of how time seems to pass. But anyway, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 